This podcast discusses end-of-life experiences and the loss of loved ones. If this is overwhelming, please contact Lifeline on 131114 or Beyond Blue on 1300 224636. You're tuned into I Decided, a show about end-of-life experiences and being prepared. Hosted by Rochelle Lay, founder and CEO of iDecide.co, we're starting a conversation about end-of-life matters and talking to people about their experiences of losing a loved one. Over to you, Rochelle. So here we are, first, very first episode of I Decided, the podcast for idecide.co, which is going to be talking to people about their experiences with end of life, with loss, with love and everything else that we have happening to us in our lives. And today I want to introduce my very first guest. I'm so excited to have her on. Her name is Jackie Bloom. And Jackie has an amazing business called The Helping Hub. And The Helping Hub, um, well, Jackie, welcome. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Thank you, Rochelle. I'm so um, excited and honoured to be your first guest. This is awesome. Um, and congratulations on the launch of I Decide and I Decided. Um, the Helping Hub essentially is um, a, a a website where people can um, go online and gift each other uh, services when they're going through challenging times. So rather than gifting someone flowers or chocolates, you can gift things like washing services and cleaning services and meal delivery and anything that's useful and purposeful. I absolutely love it. I love that idea. And that's why we reached out in the first instance when I learned about your business. Um, I was just like, yes, this is exactly what was needed. And when my (laughs) husband away a number of years ago that was yeah it's very nice to get lots of lasagnas but then my fridge blew up so yeah I love, <laughs> I love that my uh, my yeah my fridge what do you you I like how you say my fridge blew up with kindness or my kindness and I was like oh lord now I've got to get a new fridge but it was only yeah. kind that made that happen. So yeah. well, what we're going to do today is I've only got a few questions. We'll make it really quick. But um, essentially what I wanted to do is start the conversation around death and loss. And I know that you've had experience in both of those zones and we've had that conversation. Yeah. Only talk to me about what you feel comfortable about. At any time, if you want to stop, we can and we'll, we'll deal with that as it comes up. So the first question I have for you is just tell us a little bit about yourself, which you've already done with regards to the Helping Hub, but more about your story and if uh-huh. you're comfortable that journey through some of those difficult times that you've had um, and, you know, whether that was a loss of someone close to you or it was a loss within family. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Thanks, Rochelle. Um, so, look, we've uh, unfortunately I've experienced quite a bit of adversity through um throughout my life but probably the the very first um and most difficult situation was actually losing my brother-in-law Rob um he was 37 when he passed away and you know left my sister with four children under the age of 10 and he you know devastatingly he had cancer um and Originally, when he was diagnosed, he was given six months to live um, and he managed to, to I, I guess, fight the disease for, for two years, which was 
quite phenomenal. But, you know, just working through that whole scenario and the, and the going through the um, process with my sister over those two years was just, you know, horrendous. It was such a difficult time for her. Um, and he was my big brother. And then less than 12 months after Rob passed away, my mum was then diagnosed with breast cancer. And so our family was just, you know, it was almost like we couldn't take a trick. It was, there was no break in between. It was Rob dying and then mum diagnosed and then mum's journey was was also sort of over two years. Um, and then eventually mum died as well. And, you know, you just, it's interesting because you think about it and you think, well, eventually with a partner, and I'm not suggesting that it's any easier or different, but, you know, one of the things when your mum, when you lose your mum or a parent, they can never be replaced. You know, no one will ever replace your mum. Eventually a partner you can um, or you might find someone else along the way, but no one ever replaces your mum. No. I hear you on that. And, and having it happen over that time frame is so tough as well because you just kind of move through that first piece and you're starting to to grieve and go through it and then it's it hits you again. Mm. And it's yeah, so tough. Thank you so much for sharing that. We yeah, we really oh, my pleasure. Yeah. So and and I have to then say, you know, that the other um really difficult time was my divorce. So um yeah, that that I, I think for a lot of people can be considered, um, you know, like a death and, and they typically say that divorce is second in line to trauma um, after death. So, Absolutely. yeah. Like, they're still grieving, isn't there? That's we've You and I have had that conversation. It's like grief doesn't just come from the death piece. It, it comes from other loss and that loss can absolutely it's around things like divorces or even friendships really long rating friendships and something happens and you lose there's still a grieving process I think I think one of the things that's happened really much very much in that sort of in the last 12 months in 2020 with COVID has been so many people have actually learned what it's like to feel loss mm. not only the horrible nature of what the pandemic has been but also because they've lost some of their freedoms and it's when we talk about the mental health stuff that comes along with that, I think that's been interesting that the whole globe now has experienced that kind of difficulty. And I yeah. think hopefully it's going to change us moving forward. We can only hope. <laughs> I can only hope so. And, I mean, I guess it's something that, you know, we've all experienced together as well, which kind of unites. Um, yeah. So... Moving on from those that your experiences, I guess what we wanted to talk to you a little bit today was around um, if there were three things that you could do to sort of make that experience easier or better, um, whether it was through the loss of family or going through the divorce, what, what would that have been? What would have made life a bit easier? Oh, gosh. Um that's a really difficult question. I think in some respects, knowing what to do yeah. <laughs> would have made it easier. But, you know, until you've been through it, you don't necessarily know what you need to do. But I think having something that um, uh, 
making life as easy as possible and 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 having resources that make life as easy as possible so resources such as you know i decide where you where you do have all your information um in one space that you can go to um having something like the helping hub where you've got access to services in one space that people yeah, when they want to help, know how they can help. It's just, um, uh, uh, it's really hard to know. But the, but the three things that I really needed that would have made a difference um, is washing and cleaning and meals. Yeah. And look, that's what you just said there. It's exactly the same experience that I had through I had 10 years of loss, as you know, so mum, then my grand husband and all to cancer. Um, but for me, that's exactly the, the reason that I started developing I Decide as well because I wanted to make it easier because I, there was no roadmap. There's literally no roadmap and no one wants to talk about it and that's why I thought, you know what, stop complaining that there's no one talking about it, start actually talking about it and that's kind of why I, let's jump in and do this I Decided podcast for that reason. Um yeah. And so I'm interested to know about your preparedness now, having gone through some of the yep. stuff that you've gone through. How yep. prepared are you? So, you know, do you have documents in place or and where are you, like, completely un underprepared still? I definitely have documents in place. Um, I have my will sorted and I also made sure that when I divorced, I updated my will. Um, yep. Because the most important thing to me is that if something happens to me, my children um, are covered and have everything that they need. And with that is also ageing in place for the kids in terms of, you know, at different life um, cycles, depending on how old I am when I eventually go, that my will covered those things. Um, and I then that. that's amazing. And I love that you've done that because that's something people don't think about. They kind of go, no. oh, I'm naming this person to help my kids. And then that person ages out yeah. and they pass away. Like, you know, we're all going to go eventually. And that's the thing. You have to have those, those thoughts. I love that you've done that. That's fabulous. Yeah. So you, you need to have those contingencies and also know that, you know, whilst you might be writing the will or creating your will and at that time you're, children might be 10 or 15 or whatever it might be and then eventually you know they're 18 and legally considered an adult and therefore their needs change as well and they're no longer at school but they might want to go to university and might not be able to afford to and or they need a car or you know yeah. they want to they need a deposit for a house whatever it might be but um yeah, you, you you know you can you can help steer and and stipulate um what and how you can still help them even if you're not around. Yeah. So that's just so important. It's it's awesome that you've done that. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and then the other thing that I have also done is um, I have life insurance in place as well. Yep. Big so one. That yep. was really important to me. Um, and and certainly being a single mum as well, um, knowing that if something does happen to me that that the kids are taken care of or will be taken care of um, and having that life, life insurance, I suppose, for me is like a little, um, not a backup, but it's a, a, I guess, a contingency plan um, yeah. 
that it's a safety net, a safeguard that yep. um, that that my kids will have something. Um, yeah. So, out of interest, previously, did you have a lot of that stuff in place? Obviously, you had um, a husband and you've gone through a divorce. But, but before that, had you were you really vigilant about all that documentation, or was that just sort of something? Oh, we'll get around to it. Is that? I had always had a basic will in place, um, even before I had children. Uh, Not that I had a lot to leave anyone, but I don't know why. I just did have. And I think what I, the most important reason why I had one in place was I became a director of a a company at a very young age. And so, you know, that as being a director of a company leaves you exposed to so many things. So I did have to put a will in place, um, probably even more so to protect my husband at the time um than anything else so yeah I have always had a will um and then life insurance or insurance was something that we had to consider again um through the business is okay well what part do I play or what role do I play as being director of the company and then could I be replaced? And based on what we were doing at that time is probably not um, because a lot of our IP was was part of what I was already um, creating. So that's when we also discussed life insurance um, at that yeah. point. I am so glad that you have stuff in place. That's what I decide is all about, storing you. Sharing your stuff, telling people where it is. It's just such an important thing. So that's awesome. And that's what I use it in, in my in my instance. Um, if I've got these things in place, but you know, now I have a new partner, he wouldn't have a clue where to get any of this information. Um or my sisters are around, but yeah, what what do you do? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's. I think it's really important to do that planning piece and that storing and sharing is why I decide came about for that purpose because everyone has different circumstances. Like I, I'm the same. I have a new partner, but my husband passed away. I've had to do that aging in place stuff for the kids, making sure that you know whomever's listed are the right people for the right ages for them. But also putting my stuff in one place so that people know where to go because. I, I, you know, at the core of me, if I go, my children are technically orphans. So at, at the end of the day, you want to make sure that they're safe exactly. And so that's what I hope to do with either side. What we're going to do now, though, is to have a bit of fun because death okay. is death. Loss is loss. Yes. We know it's a bit right. It is. But there's also a bit of tongue-in-cheek and a bit of, you know, I have a dark sense of humour. I think we both discussed that we had a bit of a dark sense of humour because <laughs> that kind of what gets you through some of the really crappy times. Right. So, and it's- one part of the life cycle that there are only two parts of the life cycle that you know are given one is birth and one is death. That's exactly right. I just thought I'm like, it's gonna happen to a hundred percent of us. Hate to burst your bubble, people, yeah, <laughs> but exactly. you know, it's a given. Yeah, let's plan it. So, my next question for you is if you knew what your that your life was coming to an end in a week. Um, and money was no object, what are the two bucket list items that you'd want to check off? Oh, a week's not long enough because I have a lot of travel on the bucket list that I would love to do. Um, You know, gosh, you kind of, this is good, you're going to laugh at this one. You almost want to say, I don't know, I'd go to a sex party or something, like just... (laughs) 
love it. That's awesome. There's something completely <laughs> Forget about the, again. Forget about the taboo. Just go and I, yeah. I, I would just probably do. It depends on how I was feeling though. Like if I was feeling like shit, yeah, I probably wouldn't want to go. But um, if I knew I was just going to drop in a week, then and still felt great, then yeah, I'd, I'd just. I'd, I think I'd just do things that are careless. You know, I wouldn't. I would no longer care about anything the world other than you know, I'd go and jump out of a plane and and just be yeah. reckless isn't that h- hilarious though that like you know obviously we live our lives in a particular way with our own risk kind of environment yeah. around us and then something if if that happened to us we're like oh no we just yeah throw it all to the yeah. wind and have a go I think that's fantastic yeah. so another cheeky question for you do you have any interesting bits and bobs hanging around the house that you wouldn't want some some people to see after your death and if you do who are you going to ask to dispose of it <laughs> you could put in either side as like hi there's something in the top left drawer in the bathroom that you might want to get rid of <laughs> don't let the children see it <laughs> Is there something no, you know what? I, I think I'm I want the kids to find out that I was I had fun in my life. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I so the next question is discover it and go, oh my god, what was my mum doing? <laughs> yeah, oh my god, I didn't know. <laughs> um okay, so if you could plan your own celebration of life, um, where would it be? And would you have a theme? It would be in like Mexico or South America somewhere. Um, We would be we would be Latin dancing. Um, We would be drinking French champagne, and we would be eating magnificent hors d'oeuvres or food of some description. It would just be a big bloody party, and yeah. Everyone would be having an absolute blast. Yeah, yeah. I have another question for you. What would you want to leave? Would you want to leave behind a message for your loved ones? And what would that look like? Would you do it in a letter or a video? Would it be a recorded message? Because one of the things I'm trying on either side is you can actually leave a letter and you can leave videos and, you know, kind of special photos and that kind of stuff within the platform as well. Um, so would you would you do that? And, and like, you know, I saw, I saw a really funny, we've got a channel partner who's coming on board with us called Will Pro, and she does the best posts about writing your wills right and she put something up the other day it was like someone wrote dear daughter I'm leaving you one pound and this equates to the amount of love that you gave to me during my life. oh my god god so you know you could use the letter for that or you yep. could use the letter for dear family I love you dearly so would you do something like that yeah I absolutely would um and in fact interesting that you say that because one of the things my sister had to do, not my not my um, sister who was married to Rob, but my other sister um, as a way of helping Em and Rob was she went and bought a number of different cards, um, one for each of his children, one for his parents, one for Em and one for um, my parents, and she helped him write these cards. And it got to a point he couldn't do them consecutively. It, it, it took a lot, like it took a lot of energy out of him to do them. But um, there were a couple that he managed to 
eventually, you know, even just sign. And um, but he had originally set a, set about to set up a video. Um, we'd set up a video camera in his in the bedroom, but he couldn't bring himself to to do it, which was yeah. um, which was devastating. But look, that that we've um, we've framed those cards now with photos as well, and so each of the kids have the the card and a photo um, of him with them uh, in the frame, which is beautiful. But um, I would absolutely do it. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I guess I, I you know. I, it would be nice to say yes. I'd leave a video recording, but who knows? You know, until you get to that point, if I'm not well or um, how energetic I'm feeling, I don't know if I'd be able to carry it out. I think it's about yet yeah, that frame of mind, isn't it? You kind of yeah, it's almost something that you might do before you were unwell. I think, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, thing and life changes so much. So that's, but it's really lovely to have something like those letters. Um, I think to have the option to do yeah. any of those, just to know how much those cards meant to the kids. Um, yeah, yeah, I would one hundred percent if I had the opportunity, um, I would do that. So my final question. Well, I have one kind of thing after this, but my final question is a bit of fun. What would your Spotify playlist be for your funeral? Because I'm a total. Um, right so I'm like wake me up before you go go (laughs) (laughs) about me any of that kind of tongue-in-cheek because people would just go oh my god that's hilarious and that's (laughs) give me at least one song (laughs) the sentimental mushy part of me would go put Barbara Streisand on or Celine Dion (laughs) (laughs) like let's go um, but the other part of me would be the same as you, Rochelle, and I'd be like, let's just have an 80s dance party. So, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'm kind of torn. Maybe I'd start with a, a, a sad one just to get them mushy and actually cry, have a little cry, hoping that and assuming that they might miss me. <laughs> and then I can go, okay, and now you can celebrate um, and, and enjoy so after we finish here i want you to send me through three songs that you whack on your spotify playlist and we'll make a spotify playlist and we'll <laughs> i reckon that's what we'll do we'll have like a whole huge amount of them by the time we're done here <laughs> right, cool. yeah awesome. that's brilliant so the, the final final thing i wanted to do is i have this um awesome game and this is called the death deck it's really i don't know if you can see it um, like, move it yeah, yeah. that way perfect <laughs> oh, cool. it's amazing um because it's all about some women overseas I think in the UK actually made it possibly or in the states I can't remember I think there's two lots of them anyway that it's all about starting a conversation but it's a bit tongue-in-cheek as well so I'm gonna ask you I'm just gonna there's some cards I'm just gonna pull one out yeah okay here go. here's a good one after I kick the bucket, announce my death on social media. A, pretty quickly, I'd like everyone to know ASAP. Never, please don't tweet my demise. Or C, whenever I really don't care, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> my natural instinct is to say C because, yeah, whatever, I'm gone. Yeah, yeah. But, but the helpful side of me and the you know I would say a because I'd go 
it's actually about other people. It's not about me anymore because I am dead. So therefore it would, you know, I people get upset if they don't know. So the sooner they can find out, the better they feel knowing. Yep, yep. I just love this game. I think it's fantastic. It's brilliant. It's yeah, I want to keep developing something else for I Decide along those lines. I just think that having this conversation with you today has been fantastic and I really appreciate it. I thank you for your generosity and My for sharing some of those, yeah, some of those more difficult moments. But I think that's the thing, you know, we all feel that taboo when we, oh, you know, I don't want to upset people or I don't want people to feel sorry for me by talking about it. But I think if we open up and talk about it, it's just going to make that another stage of life, like you've said, it, you yeah. know. There's so many different stages in our lives. Why aren't we actually talking about that end stage and making the plans? And once you've planned, go off and do everything and have the fun and have a great life. But at least you know that you've done what you need for your loved ones. So thank you so much for being with us today. We really appreciate it. My absolute pleasure, Rochelle, and honoured to have been on and love what you're doing with Ida Side and think it's so well needed. So thank you. well and done. As the last piece, I want you to tell us about the Helping Hub. Where can people find you? Ah, thehelpinghub.com. Yep. Very easy. Okay. Yep. Perfect. They can go, and that's for, for gifts for people going through all sorts of difficult situations, but, yep. you know, a little bit more useful than the standard kind of sending a sympathy card piece. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much, Jackie. My absolute pleasure. Thanks, Rochelle. You've been listening to I Decided. If you're interested in being prepared and a lot less scared, please visit idecide.co to learn more.